0: to the live weekly message from the auditorium at Encounter. You may not be here in person, but you are still part of the family. Our speaker today is author and lead pastor Michael Rice. Turn with me if you would to John 20. I want to share with you about something that's simply titled The Greatest Sermon Ever Preached. Now, just so you understand, I won't be doing that. I haven't lost it in my absence, okay? <coughs> Maybe could have been titled The Greatest Sermon Jesus Ever Preached. John chapter 20 beginning at verse number 1. I'm reading in the New King James. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloth lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet... They did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Would you stretch your hands this way and pray with me and for me? Father, I'm I'm humbled and burdened and grateful to stand before those that you love and to be tasked with sharing your heart and I I just pray that I do that in a way that honors you but let's be real Holy Spirit without you nothing of value is going to be accomplished today so you do what you do so well make this truth real to each of us in a personal way and I thank you God for what you're going to do I pray for clarity of thought I pray for freedom to share amen Greatest Sermon. Think of all the sermons Jesus preached. If you were to search up the word, the greatest sermon, um, like I did, so that I could get the graphic that I did. Actually, no, I, I ended up making one up because all of them looked stupid. But I Google-searched The Greatest Sermon, and it it pulled up Billy Graham, it pulled up this person, and then there were some guys who had submitted their videos, I don't know how they got in the first page of The Greatest Sermon, and there was a link to their YouTube video, I think The Greatest Sermon Ever preached was preached by Jesus. I don't think anybody gets any better than that. When you think about all the preaching and all the teaching he did, <coughs> yet I'm convinced contained in this story is the greatest message he ever preached. We 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 could think about the sermon on the mount. We could talk, think about when he shared with us In Matthew 25, what the end of time is going to look like, we can think about the woman at the well, we can think about his conversation with Pontius Pilate. I think a lot of times when he preached and truth came out of him, but I'm convinced right here, right here with this lady, he preached the greatest message. And this message, listen to me for a moment, I'm I'm not going to take a whole long time today, I think this message is aimed for somebody, whether you're here in person or you're watching us online. But I also think it's something that every one of us needs to understand. This woman, you know, there's a lot of controversy about Mary Magdalene. First off, Magdalene is not her last name, okay? There's a lot of Marys in the Bible, and they had to differentiate Mary Magdalene from the others, and so... um, she was from the town of Magdala. She's Mary the Magdalene, technically is. You know, it's like, you know, what city do you live in? David from Sagamore Hills, okay? Unlike the David from Streetsboro. Well, this is Mary Magdalene, Mary from Magdala. And uh, we, we first hear about her in Luke chapter 8. It says that she's a follower of Jesus, And yet, that, her life hasn't always been like that. She's a follower of Jesus now, but her life before that was an absolute mess. Can anybody relate to that? In fact, the Bible says that seven demons were cast out of her. Wow. Not one, not two. First time I ever encountered a demon possessed person after the first demon was cast down, this they all went into hiding. And they tried to remain calm and quiet. And spoke I mean, butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. She was so cool. Oh, God has done, done so much for me. I just feel at peace now. I mean it was just yet he her eyes. Seven demons out of this woman. The number seven, people say that the number seven is representative of God. Technically, it's not. It means completion. So if seven demons are cast out of this woman, she is completely possessed by the enemy. In every way, shape, or form. Her life was a total mess absolute mess in every way shape or form her life was as ugly as it could get i can relate to that it couldn't get any worse she was completely controlled by the enemy when jesus came along and jesus came along and delivered her from that so there's no wonder why she followed him i mean i i i thank god for saving me i And for touching my life. And at times that's what keeps me going. How about you? How do you reject a love like that? It's been so good to me. And so she followed him. I don't want you to fall into the trap. You know, in Luke 7 there's a Mary mentioned. In Luke 10 there's a Mary mentioned. Um, Some people say that she was a prostitute. There's no biblical evidence of that. Some say that she was a very well-to-do woman. You're getting the Marys mixed up. Okay, if you want to only... There's even some that say that Jesus and her got married. There's what's called the Gnostic Gospels, which are really no Gospels at all. They're fake. These are Gospels that were written after the, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, supposedly, and some of these Gospels, a Gospel by by this guy and Mary wrote a gospel. There's been a movement just in the last 20 years, a very feminist movement that said Mary was the apostle of the apostles and that she withstood Peter to the face and argued with him and then she left and went out to start the real church. Don't don't get caught up in all that stuff. Uh, You know what I believe about the Bible? Well, everything the Bible says about the person. What I believe about a person is whatever the Bible says about the person. That's enough. This was a woman who, when she met Jesus, her life was an absolute mess. Seven demons were cast out of her. She was completely, completely overrun with demons. And from that day forward, she followed him. She was there. When he went, she went. When he slept, she slept. When when he ate, she ate. She followed him. She she had a relationship with him. She looked in his eyes. She laughed with him. She cried with him. She listened. She's heard every message he's preached because she's followed him. Sermon on the Mount, she was there. Teaching on the kingdom of God, she was right there. She wasn't at the back of the crowd. She's right there. When she heard all of these messages, she soaked in all of that truth, and she was hearing it firsthand. But something was still missing. Listen, it's going to be hard today. The Holy Spirit told me last night this is going to be hard today because they're running against religious spirit. So stick with me, folks. We're running against religious spirit today. And whenever you preach something, especially a deep truth, you know, it's, there's always a possibility to be misunderstood. When Paul preached on the abundance of grace, there are people that accused him of just being... Lukewarm and wishy-washy. He said, so some of you think we're so that because grace abounds, sin should abound? No, 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 no. God forbid. When he preached on getting filled with the Holy Spirit, he, he confronted people and said, what? Don't you know that you are the temple of God? Whenever you preach a deep truth, there will always be that element that will try to water it down because they want to take it to an extreme. And there's that danger here today. You need to listen with your spirit. You need to listen with your spirit this morning because there's a truth here. This lady had been completely delivered. Seven demons cast out of her. Her life was a total mess. An absolute total mess. And Jesus delivered her from that. And she followed him. She couldn't have had a better preacher. She couldn't have had a better teacher. Are you with me? She couldn't have learned any more than she learned. She heard it all. As they're walking down the road and the widow of Nain is walking with the funeral procession to the graveyard, she was right there when Jesus puts his hand on the casket and calls the widow of Nain's son out of the casket. Mary was there, like, yeah. (laughs) Mary was there when he fed the tens of thousands. Mary was there when he walked on water. Mary was there when he withstood the religious leaders to the face. Mary was there when he called Lazarus out of the grave. Mary was there when he healed the lepers. Mary was there when he opened the blinded eyes. Mary was there when, when he raised the girl from the dead. Mary was there. She saw it all. She heard it all. And yet she had not yet heard the greatest message that Jesus would ever preach. She stood there, the Bible tells us, as Jesus was crucified on the cross. She saw him die. And she, in that moment of pain, in that struggle... She lost it all. He's gone. He's gone, and there's nothing she can do about it. You ever been there? When you feel like God's just gone from you? I've been there. When I feel like it's, it's so bad it's over, come on now. Like I've messed it up so bad. My mind is a, is a mess. It's like somebody drilled a hole in the top of my head and put in a stir stick and stirred it. You ever been there? I mean, not actually. You ever been there when you didn't even want to get out of bed in the morning? You ever been there when you doubted, like the young lady in the video, you doubted everything he said? You wonder if it's real. You wonder if. And I know if you're not careful, the enemy will get you to blame yourself for that. Are you with me? And then you'll start to blame others. And you'll be just like this lady. Ira, I'm not sure what verse this is, but it says this. The angels have talked to her and says, woman, why are you weeping? And she says to them, because they. have taken away my Lord." Can I tell you that until you hear the greatest sermon, they will always be able to take away your Lord? They. What, what's a they? They, the they? They could be a religious person, they could be a critical person, they could be your mom or dad, what they said 20 years ago. They could be the husband or wife that you're married to now. They could be your ex. They could be drugs. They could be finances. They could be. Let me know what I'm talking about. Until you hear the greatest sermon Jesus ever preached, listen to me. All the sermon you've ever pre- all the sermons you ever heard, will not help you. She heard all of them. Are you with me? She's heard all of the best preaching that has ever happened on this planet but she hasn't heard the one message that she needs to hear and until you and i hear that message they can take him away from us they can convince you he's gone i've been there I remember one time in the midst of the the darkest some of the darkest days of my life. I remember late at night going into the grocery store. I had to get a little bit, and I walked into the store, and it, it was 10:30, 11 o'clock at night, and it was a little strip shopping center, it was L-shaped shopping center, and I remember coming out with my bags, and there was only one or two cars in the parking lot. One of them was mine, and yet I couldn't walk across that little bit to the parking lot because. The, the, the sweeper truck that cleans the parking lot was coming along. So I had to stop at the curb to wait while he, he went past me. And I, as I stood there and waited, I, I got lost in my thoughts about my life. What a mess it was. I don't know how long I stood there. I remember kind of snapping to and the cleaning truck was, it was nothing but a flashing lights way at the far end. It had gone that far. Minutes I had stood there holding this bag of groceries. You see, they had taken him away from me. Because I hadn't yet heard the greatest message ever preached. She says, when asked the question, why are you weeping? She said, they've taken him away. And I don't know where they laid him. You see, he's still dead. Are you with me? He's still dead. Now, when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And she did not know it was Jesus. Listen, as long as there's a they that can take him away from you, they will do that. The drugs, the alcohol, the addiction, the pain, the suffering, the doubt, the fears. Is anybody with me today? Paul one time said this, Paul said, I'm persuaded. You've got to understand the, the original Greek language there. He's saying, now I'm persuaded. He wasn't persuaded earlier. I'm persuaded now. I'm persuaded Listen to me. I'm not going to go down this rabbit trail long. You need to be a persuaded Christian today for what's coming down the road quickly. Because if you are not a persuaded Christian, they will take him away from you. Paul said, I'm persuaded. I'm convinced, I know that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor powers, nor things present, nor thing to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm persuaded of that. And Mary had heard the greatest orator this planet has ever seen, the greatest preacher that it ever had been, the best teacher there ever was, she heard him. She heard the conversations around the campfire that never got written down. She had a front row seat. But they were able to take him away from her to the point that even when he's right there, He's either dead or gone. Is anybody getting this? John 20, verse 16. Greatest sermon ever preached. One word. Jesus said to her, Mary, She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which means teacher. You got to get this. She's already been looking at him and she doesn't know it's him. He's already talked to her and she doesn't know it's him. She, listen, she is walking away from him. Are you getting this? you got to get this in your spirit. She's walking away from him, and he preaches the greatest message that's ever been preached. He said, Mary. You know what he's saying? You may not know who I am, (laughs) but I know who you are. This is a possessive word. This isn't just Mary, you're my Mary. (laughs) That one word, that one word, and she turns around, Rabboni, it's you. I want to kick the religious spirit in the teeth right now and tell you something, that you're going to have to pray and chew on for a while but ain't none of us going to get to heaven because we feel like we deserve to be there. We will not be there because we're so good at holding on to him. We will get there because we know we belong to him and he's holding on to us. So when I fall, I I just got to get back up. Listen, listen to me. I got to keep talking to him even if I think he's dead and gone. (laughs) Come on now. I got to be real with him. They've taken him away. God, I feel and just let it come out. Is this making sense to anybody? It's never been about all that you do, and it's never been about all that you, all the boxes you check, and I'm not giving you a license to sin. If you're hearing that, you're not hearing the Holy Spirit. But in this moment, this woman that had heard all the preaching you could have heard and all the teaching you could have heard from the best preacher and teacher there was, she had a front row seat. She still didn't have the one thing. That could keep everybody, somebody, from taking Jesus away from her. And one word from him made her realize. (laughs) You need to have that experience. When Jesus is more than the guy in the book, or the guy that the pastor preaches or the people that those nice people talk about. He needs to get to the place where you understand you're serving him because he loves you so much and he refuses to let you go. And she doesn't see him and she's walking away from him but he sees her. And he's not walking away from her. And he knows exactly what to say to fix everything. And I want to tell you, he knows exactly what to say to fix everything. And he always does it on his timetable. I say that because you go back a couple of verses. He's already talked with her. Who are you seeking? I'll close with that thought. He wasn't playing with her. Let's go back for just a moment. The angels... have conversed with her. Now she's talking to Jesus himself. Let's read it. It'll drive it home. Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them. Because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. Now, when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Let's just stop for a moment. I've said this before, and I'll I'll say it again. Whenever God asks a question, he's never looking for information. He wasn't toying with her. Don't you think that Jesus knows why she's crying? Come on. Don't you know Mary is looking in Jesus' tomb? Who do you think she's looking for? Pac-Man? Okay. She's looking for Jesus. So when Jesus asked the question, wow, there's so much anointing on this right now. He's asking her this. You're looking for the wrong guy. Because she said, if you'll tell me where you laid him, I will take care of him. If you have a God that you need to take care of, (laughs) you're looking for the wrong God. He said to her, Mary... did you think I didn't mean it when I said I would never leave you or forsake you? Did you really think I would let them come between you and me? Did you really think that I that began this good work in you would then fail to complete it? Mary, you were looking for the wrong Jesus. You need to look For the Jesus that holds on to you even when you won't hold on to him. You need to be looking for a Jesus that knows you when you don't even know him. (coughs) And when you go through that time in your life, when you know that you know that you know that you know that you know, that you know that you you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, That he's holding on to you far more than you're holding on to him. You're now talking to the real Jesus. Would you stand to your feet this morning? It's all about to be wrapped up. And Jesus is pouring out his heart and he says, if you believe in God, believe also in me. I could stop there and preach for for weeks. There's a lot of people that believe in the image and the thought of a God, but All of a sudden when you name it, it's Jesus, it becomes personal. Jesus is saying it's not enough that you just, you need to know it's personal. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Mary. Mary. I go to prepare a place for you, Matt. Who are you looking for, Mary? I'm looking for Jesus. He's dead. And I need to take care of him. Ah, see, that's the problem, Mary. You're looking for the wrong Jesus. You need a Jesus that's here to take care of you. And the moment you shed hell-bent religious spirit that you've got to prove to God how good you are? <laughs> the moment you shed that, you'll hear the greatest sermon ever preached. Because he says, my sheep, my sheep. What, they're perfect? No, no, no. They know me. They know my voice. That's what makes them his sheep. Not that they're perfect, Mary, David, Justin, Jeff, Aaron, maybe James. When it, you understand with him, it's personal. Father, those dark times in my life, when the whole idea of you was dead to me. It then became easy to believe that you weren't with me because you weren't even real. And yet, God, here I am. And I'm not here because I always did it right. And I'm not here because I always got it right. And I'm not here because I'm a perfect man. I'm here because you're a perfect Savior. and you call me your own and i thank you for that father i thank you god for this morning that one that one god that can relate to mary they're they're in such deep pain that they have taken you away from them and they've buried you and you're dead god I pray for that one whose pain is so deep, struggle is so intense, God, that even though you're right there and you're talking to them, they don't know it. And I pray, Father, that they hear the greatest sermon ever preached. When in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, they now become persuaded. They know they are your child. I come against every lying spirit, God. I come against overwhelming pain. I come against those deceptive things, God, that would tell that one that everything is broken, everything has fallen apart, everything is a mess. I come against the lying spirits, God. And I declare this, that you that have begun a good work will perform it in every single one of us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Music. Thank you for joining Michael Rice, lead pastor at Encounter. More messages from Pastor Rice are available on our website, www.wreckedbygod.com. On our website, you can subscribe to our regular podcast or on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.